0: We'll be right We'll be right Welcome to the Savvy Social Podcast. This is episode 114, and this show is dedicated to helping passion led entrepreneurs and business owners just like you learn how to use social media as a tool to grow your business. Now, I'm your host, Andrea Jones, and I am fiercely committed to helping you understand both the how and the why of social media marketing so that you can help create connection, build community, and make Make your difference in the world. Now, today's show is brought to you by Traject Social, which is the world's most complete social media management tool, and it's my tool of choice when it comes to things like scheduling, managing, and especially reporting on social media. Try them out for yourself for free by clicking that link in the show notes. And before I dive into this amazing interview today, a quick update on the Savvy Social School. So today is the first day... Of our pre work for the 100 follower challenge. Now, if you're listening to this in real time, I'm actually going live on a call today to teach you exactly the steps you need to take to get 100 followers in 10 days. Now, this challenge is for Savvy Social School members only, but you can join. You can join the school and join the challenge and participate with us this month as we work together to. Build your community online. Now, if you're sitting there wondering, is this challenge for me? I want to kind of give you a few uh, points of reference for who this challenge is perfect for. So, if you've been using social media for years and you haven't really seen the growth that you're looking for, maybe you're stuck at a certain number and you need that extra boost this challenge is for you. Or maybe you're just beginning your entrepreneurial journey and you just want to nail it right out of the gate with some social media strategies that are so proven to work, then this challenge is for you. Now, you will have to dedicate about one or two hours a week during the challenge. It's about 20 minutes a day for the 10 days of the challenge, as well as leading up to the challenge and preparation. So if you have no problem setting aside 20 minutes a day to work on these social media strategies then join us in the challenge. And lastly, if you are looking for some uh, strategies that are working right now, so not something that you Googled and found from 2012, but something that's working today, uh, the Savvy Social School is the place to be because we keep everything up to date, um, specifically with our live training and coaching options in the Facebook group as well as tutorials, workbooks, and checklists. This challenge works, you guys. We have over a 100 members in the Savvy Social School. They've been learning this along the way, and we're going to kind of expedite it during this challenge. So join us. The link will be in the description of this video or in the show notes if you're listening on your podcasting app. You can also go to SavvySocialSchool.com to join the school. All right. Now, today's guest is Nikki Roush. And I want to tell you a little bit about Nikki. So she's got 25 years of experience selling to prestigious organizations like Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Hewlett-Packard, NASA, (laughs) big names, you guys. And Nikki Roush decided to trade in her road warrior status so that she could help entrepreneurs sell in a way that builds relationships, creates true connection... And results in more closed deals in long term clients. So, as a sales coach and a speaker, and she's the founder of Sales Maven, Nikki transforms this misunderstood process of selling into techniques and tools and tips that can successfully help you incorporate this process into your own business, whether you're selling a product or a service or yourself. In this episode, we talk about how selling relates to social media. So, we treat social media as a conversation and not as a selling generating machine and how that power of asking questions on social media can actually help convert into sales. And she's got this whole process called the selling staircase. So you may want to pull out a pen and paper, take notes for this one because it's good. (laughs) And without further ado, let's dive into this interview with Nikki Roush. Hey, Nikki, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you all about selling and social media and all of that good stuff. But I kind of want to start at the beginning of your story. How did you even get into the world of sales and selling?
1: (laughs) Well, how I really got into it was through a college project. This was many, many years ago where I got assigned a college project and we had to go out to a company where we didn't know anybody. And it turned out that the company that we went out and went through like every department, had to put together an interview with them and then come back and deliver. It was like the whole grade, like the class, my grade from this class was based on this one project. So it was a big deal. And the company that we went out and interviewed, my partner and I turned out to be my first professional sales job I got a job at the company. That's how I started in sales and now have been in sales for 25 years. But I stayed in that industry, which was the tech industry for 17 years, and then eventually got to where I am today. But that was the, the start was a college project. Thank goodness for college.
0: I love that. I love the, the transition <laughs> into that. It, it sounds like it felt very natural to, to make that transition for you. But what didn't come naturally to you, which we were talking about before turning on the recording, here was social media. You said you were a little bit late to social media and you kind of stumbled into that volunteering for a project on a board. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so I you know when when I was in the industry that I was in, we didn't need to be on social media. Like that was marketing's job and it really wasn't as prevalent, right, that it is now. So I remember people talking about being on Facebook and I was like, that seems ridiculous. That seems like for little kids, you know, and like, why would you be on social media? And then when I started my company, I started networking for the first time and I got involved with this nonprofit organization that offered a networking component and they asked me to be on their board And I was like, I don't know what I would do on the board. And they said, well, we don't have anybody to do our social media. And I was like, perfect. I know nothing about social media. And now I can learn (laughs) about social media by volunteering to be this position on your board. And I did that for about two years and learned a ton, right? Like Made a ton of mistakes, did all the poor etiquette things that you're not supposed to do that we know better now, right? But man, it was such a great experience to get to test it and like try and see what were the things that would get engagement, what were the things that people would pay attention to, how could I use it to get people to come to our events, and like all those things that now, thank goodness, because it's helped me in my own business.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that that's the best way to learn social media. Maybe I'm saying that just because that's how I learned social media, (laughs) but you have to do it to figure it out. So with your background in sales and then this newfound experience in social media. Can you tell me a little bit about how you approach selling on social media? You mentioned you know some of the mistakes that you made, the poor etiquette so we could talk about that a little bit as well as some of the things that did work and the things that you found really help people get closer to that next step in the sales process.
1: Yeah, so because of what I teach now, which is the the conversation side of sales, there's a couple things. I teach a five-step process, a sales process called the selling staircase. And step 2, which is the step that I think is most utilized on social media, and this is something I work with my clients on, and I work on my own, you know, stuff around this is creating curiosity. And how it's so important that you create curiosity and that you create people wanting to Actually, engage with you in some way. So now this idea is: are you putting out content that spurs somebody to have a comment, spurs somebody to have a question, and/or are you asking questions? Because I find that a lot of people on social media do a lot of talking at people instead of talking with. And I truly believe a sales conversation should be a with conversation and not an at conversation. So even on social media, are you talking? with people instead of just at them constantly.
0: Can you give us an example of what that would look like if you're inviting someone to kind of participate in this conversation with you? Like practically, how does that look like? Maybe give us an example of something you've posted on social media, just so we can get a better sense of how we can implement that into our own strategies.
1: Okay, so one one idea is I'll do this a lot of times like you know sometimes we want to let people know about things that we're doing or things that have gone really well in our business. It's a way to have some social proof and validation of who you are and what you are. And you know, you can make these big announcements like look at me and look at all this stuff that I just did and that might be interesting to people who are already kind of fans of you. But what it, what it doesn't really do is it doesn't really create a lot of engagement. So one of the things I do before I post a like, hey, this just happens and this is awesome, I ask people to share what just happened for you. Like what was your big win this week? Here was mine. And then people start sharing because it's like, oh well Nikki shared my or shared hers, so I want to share mine. And also it gets them paying attention to whatever it was that was my win. And then starts prompting questions about that and or maybe they're going to go check it out if it's an article or if it's a new podcast or something like that. So I think, again, just this idea of talking with people is ask a question and see what happens. And the question needs to be specific. I will say that because that's another, I think, mistake is a lot of times we say like, I'm going to ask people, what do you want me to talk about? Like, that is a huge mistake because it's so big and it's so broad and it's so vague that nobody's going to answer that. But if you want to know what your audience wants to hear, give them a couple ideas. Like, what would you like to know about right now? Is it this, 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 or something else? And then people are actually going to take the time to give an answer. And they might say, oh, I want to talk about, you know, I want you to talk about topic two versus topic three, or they'll make up their own you know, suggestion that you might not get an answer to, but make sure you're giving their brain something to like go, yes, yes, or no, no, but how about this? Instead of just this broad, like, what do you want to know? That's too big.
0: Yeah. I like to think of that as like my niece and nephew. They're six and four. And if you ask them what they want to eat, they're going to say something like cookies or ice cream or something ridiculous. (laughs) But if you go, okay, we can have a ham sandwich or a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And then, you know, you're really structuring their answers. And I think social media is a lot like that. Otherwise you could get some like things way out in left field. So I love that strategy. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about after that work. So let's say you're posting something on social media. You're inviting people into your conversations. How does that then lead to the sale? So
1: let's say that you're posting something about... You ask a question and it it does lead to something that you have an offer around and somebody says... Maybe they put a post on there of like... They, they have a comment like, This is so interesting. I never really thought about how I could apply this to my business. I see that as a huge buying signal. <laughs> like there, there's there's some work to be done now. So don't just say, oh, good. Let me know if you're interested because that's not going to do anything. Instead, reach out to them and say, is this something you'd like to chat about more? I'd be happy to jump on a quick call with you. And then now we've moved it off of social media into an actual conversation between you and the other person and really, once you're to that step, I would say in the selling staircase, you're kind of in step three, which is the discovery. And this is the place where you start to understand like what's their struggle or what's their problem or what's their need or what's their wish. And are you asking questions that lead that person to start to understand that you know something or you have an offer or you have a solution For them. So making sure you're asking what I call leading questions to hiring you. All roads should lead to hiring you and during your discovery. So not just asking again really general questions, but asking more specific questions that has to do with the work that you do. So for me, for instance, if I talk about a masterclass that I'm teaching around storytelling and somebody makes a comment of like, oh, I don't think I have any stories then I might offer an opportunity for them to get on a call, talk a little bit about that. And I'm going to ask a lot of questions around story and are they able to use story and have they ever had anybody work with them on how to bring out the stories that they definitely have or how to collect or start a story database. Guess why? Because I teach that, because I do that, right? So I'm going to do that in a discovery call. And then if it, you know, is apparent that I do have a solution for them, then I'm going to ask their permission before I just start selling. I'm going to say, you know, based on what you've shared, I do have a sense that maybe this class would be a good fit for you. Are you interested to know more about it?
0: Yes. You know what I love about your strategy is that it's so focused on the other person. It's so yeah. focused on their wants and needs, their pain points, their challenges, and then you present your offer as a solution once you get to better understand that whole process and i think sometimes as business owners we get so excited about our offers that we forget about the people we're offering it to and so i love that your strategy really encapsulates and incorporates all of those beautiful things which is really putting our ideal customer and client at the center of the sales process
1: yeah i really like to teach you know relationship first rapport always and making sure. So that to me is that putting that client first.
0: I think that's great. Actually, that that does lead me to a good question about relationship building. So oftentimes, especially when we're, we're looking at social media, it takes time. Right. Um, The strategy that you outlined is kind of like an ideal strategy, but I think in the wild, in practice, sometimes it may take a few touch points along the way, a bit of back and forth, a bit of uh, relationship building. And one of the questions that I often get is, how do we keep track of some of these leads that are coming in from social media? Do you have any tips around that?
1: Well one of the ways that I keep track is there's an opportunity for people to join my list and so I'm I'm tracking where are those people coming from when they when they do join my mailing list and I am emailing my list regularly with content that is useful for them so I'm not talking at them again I'm giving them opportunities to learn 90% of that is free content it's a way for them to start to You know, decide does Nikki have something that I'm interested in? And then there is always an opportunity for them to take a next step. There's like that next component. And then for me, once somebody indicates interest i'm always going to offer them kind of that next step to get on the phone call with me and the way that i start to track those leads is i either close that business on that call or i set them up for another call with me and we get it on our calendars right then so i'm i'm not using a big like extensive lead tracking or crm or any of that kind of stuff because i just find i don't believe in chasing clients i will say that's maybe a little different than some people i just don't I don't think chasing clients is an effective use of my time and energy. So I make it super easy for people to take a next step with me. And if they're interested, great. Then we move to whatever the next step is in the process. And we get to the point where they either say, No, I'm not interested. And then I bless and release those people. I don't focus on trying to change their minds. Or they say, yes, I'm interested, and we exchange dollars for services.
0: I love the bless and release. (laughs) I'm going to have to steal that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, do. Bless and release those people who are not going to buy from you or are just not ready yet. And that's okay. There's still ways for them to stay engaged with you. You're still connected on social media. They're still on your list, right?
0: Yes. I think that, you know, I love the idea of not chasing Clients, And I think actually a lot of our listeners will really relate to that because we tend to have a lot of introverts who are listening, a lot of people who, you know, even if their offer is great, it may not be great right now for those individuals. So just like kind of like that bless and release idea I really enjoy. Um, So tell me a little bit about attracting new people into your audience or into your process. What's something that you do to make sure that you are growing your social media followership and that you're getting new people kind of in your world and getting to know who you are?
1: So I do this in a couple different ways, but one of the most effective is that pretty much every month I offer a live Free webinar like training with me. It's an actual, like, there is content that's delivered and then there's an offer made at the end. So, like, right now I I have one coming up and that we're doing some Facebook ads around it. But one of the things that I always find is that most of those people come from my list. So, I'm just trying to grow my list because most, I would say, 90% of my clients come like my paying clients come right off of my list. So the goal is to get them on the list, right? So that I can I can market to them in some way and deliver something that's going to be valuable that they want to take the next step with. And a lot of times you have to give people a way to like dip their toe in the water with you and check you out and see. And I I also I I, provi- I put out a lot of free content with this idea that I'm also trying to attract my ideal clients, but I'm also trying to repel the people who are not like, I hate Nikki's voice or I hate the way that she talks about something. Like, good. Go away. Bless and release those people as fast as possible. So help them self-identify like, oh, I don't want to be connected to her. I don't want to be in our list. Great. Unsubscribe. I make it super easy for people to do that too.
0: Yes. Bless and release. I love it. Yep. Keep doing it. I, I recently um, came to this realization with unsubscribes. I used to get really um, touchy about people like, oh, no, why are they unsubscribing? But what I found is that in my head, they've gotten what they need to get. I, I'm i like you. I provide a lot of free content. They, they learned what they needed to learn, and now they're moving on. And I'm definitely stealing that bless and release. I love it. <laughs> So when it comes to selling, are there any things that we should avoid, any phrases that we should avoid when we're trying to kind of make these connections with our ideal people?
1: Ooh, I love this question so much. So yes, definitely. And I'm going to give you a key one. We'll see. So if you use this, please don't be offended. And any of your listeners, if you're using this now, um, keep an open mind because I, I hope you'll keep an open mind because it may actually change the way that people engage with you. So one of the things that is so used, it, it's way overused, is you tell people, I know what you're thinking. I know how you feel. I know you need this. Stop telling people what you know about them. It's super polarizing because people are like, you don't know me. Like how dare you tell me, right? Like it it triggers a response in people's brains and it it just turns people off cuz I don't know about you, but if somebody just met you for the first time and they're like, "Andrea, I know everything about you and I know what you should do next." You might be like, um, I just met you. You don't really know everything about me, and I didn't even ask for you to tell me, right? Like, it's so polarizing, it just turns people off. So, instead, stop telling people what you know about them and ask them the question Is this something you're challenged by, or is this something you'd like more information on, or would you be interested in talking about this? Ask questions instead of tell people what you know about them.
0: Uh oh, okay, I'm definitely doing that. I, uh, <laughs> I need to go fix some emails after this, <laughs> but uh, I love that you're asking questions because it's, it's definitely a running theme of our conversation, which is yeah. uh, switching it from I, because it starts off with the I, like I know something, and really yes. putting the ball back in their court. I need to stop using sports analogies, but really giving them... I like sports <laughs> analogies, though. I don't know enough about sports sometimes. <laughs> But really, putting the onus back on them and saying, "Is this something that you are going through?" I really yeah. love that.
1: The other way to say it is, "When's the last time you experienced this?" Or when, like, um, has this ha- has this happened to you recently? Because you're giving their when you ask questions. What happens is our brains love to answer questions. So whether they're actually responding to you and and answering the question, if they're reading the question, a lot of times they're answering it in their mind like oh yeah that that does relate to me versus saying i know this happened to you recently somebody's going to be like you don't know what actually happened and i'm now i'm turned off by you So yeah, ask that question. When's the last time?
0: Yes. Super valuable. I love that. Okay. So for those people who are listening and they're like, yes, Nikki, I want everything that you're talking about. I know that you have a free ebook that they can access. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yes. The ebook is called Closing the Sale and it's simple steps to really boost your confidence in that closed process so when you've moved people off of social media and you've gotten to that place where you're in that that consultation or that discovery call it really focuses on the last three steps in the selling process which are the discovery the proposal and then close language so there's t- some actual language tips in there so if you like some of the language kind of tweaks that I even just threw out here you'll likely find value in the language that's in there for you so that's that's what the ebook is. I, I love to give it as my gift for your listeners. And should I give the link? Is that?
0: Yes. And I'll have the link in or? the in the show notes as well, but go ahead.
1: Okay. So I set this up specifically for your listeners. So if they go to yoursalesmaven.com forward slash savvy, S-A-V-V-Y. I love how you spell that. I used to teach a course called Savvy Selling. And I, so I've just, when I saw that, I was like, oh, I'm so excited to be on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so that's what it is. YourSalesMaven.com forward slash Savvy.
0: Awesome. And yes, I'm going to have that link in the show notes. Definitely click it. Very generous offer here from Nikki. And then you also have a podcast as well. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: I do. I just launched it a couple months ago and it's called The Sales Maven, so that's how you can find it. And it's these types of things, but I usually will I pick one topic and kind of dig a little bit deeper and focus around it. So, yeah, so please go check it out if you'd like some more information around sales, sales tips. Communication and how to be more effective and strategic in your conversations.
0: Fantastic. And then, if like, what would you say is your platform of choice when it comes to social media? Where are you spending the most time?
1: I spend the most time in Facebook. And the reason for that is because I have a membership platform that has access to my training. It's called the Sales Maven Society. And one of the components of membership is to have access to a private Facebook group with me. So I spend the majority of my time in Facebook, actually inside my group, answering questions and cheering my my people on and celebrating, you know, what they're what they're doing and then again giving them some suggestions and ideas of how to be more effective.
0: Fantastic. Awesome. So I'm going to put links to everything that we talked about in the show notes. We've got the ebook, we have the podcast, we have all of Nikki's social media handles there. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Wasn't that interview fantastic? Make sure you click the links in the show notes. Check out Nikki's content because she is fantastic. She's also got a freebie for us, which the link will be in the description of the video or in the show notes as well. Now, next week, I am helping you understand the foundations to our framework in the Savvy Social School called the social media success framework. So we're going to dive into how that applies to your business today in episode 115. So stay tuned for that. And I'm also going to be talking more about the 100 follower challenge because we will be on day two of the challenge at that point. And I want to kind of share some of the results you can see in the challenge and kind of share a little bit about what it's all about. And there'll still be time to join all the way up to the end. And I'll talk more about the prizes and kind of like the perks of participating in the challenge. That's next week. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to the show. Your support means everything to us. So if you like the show, make sure to leave a review, subscribe, rate us. We need all the love we can get. I am proud to say that we've been in the top 100 marketing podcasts in the US and Canada all year long. And I'd like to stay here. I like it here. I want to hang out here. So keep listening to the show. Share it with a friend and review us if you feel so With that, I'll end the show for today. That's all. Bye for now.